Hello, everybody. I'm Clay Brees, and this is The Watchman. We're sounding the alarm for the peril and the uncertainty that lie ahead. Our commitment is for the objective truth. And as The Watchman, we will call out whenever we see those that live in the fifth dimension attempt to put feelings and emotions in front of facts, in front of truth. We will call them out. With, we'll call out their real motives, and we're going to, those people that are living in the land of unlimited imagination, we're going to do that by expounding on the underreported facts. Today, we've got Bonnie Stock with us. Bonnie Stock is a retired public school teacher. She's also a former chairwoman of the Birch Republican Committee, and uh, she's also an existing member of the Birch Republican Committee. Uh, welcome, welcome back to the Watchman, Bonnie. Yes, thank you, Clay. Well, it's great having you back. I want to talk a little bit about the uh, Family First Relief Bill. And uh, I, I thought what was interesting is how the Democrats took all their bad ideas. Mm. They put them all in one bill. They put them all in the Corona Relief Bill. You know, we had, uh, we had, uh, they, they put in the post office bailout. They wanted that in there. Mm-hmm. And they wanted new emission standards for airlines. I thought that was interesting. They wanted to mm-hmm. require the government to maintain greenhouse gas statistics for individual flights of each of the airlines. They had, they, they had, uh, they wanted to report corporate pay statistics by race. Like that has, what, what does that have to do with anything? They want to find out who's making what and what their race is. Okay. Uh, they, they, uh, had new corporate board diversity rules. They also put in their early voting requirements. That was another big one. They, they thought it was going to give a lot of relief to people suffering from the coronavirus uh, fallout problems. They thought they have same-day early voting requirements. They want to make sure they're there in same-day voter registration. I mean, I think one thing that they wanted to make sure of to help families was they wanted to offer subsidies for retirement plans for community newspaper workers. That was a big one, too. To make sure that they got subsidies in there for retirement plans for community newspaper workers. And they uh, they wanted a major expansion of collective bargaining rights for federal workers. Uh, you know, uh, they wanted to uh, they wanted expansion of minority banks and minority credit unions. They wanted uh, the 2020 census reforms relating to the citizenship status of students. They wanted that affected. I thought that was interesting. So obviously we learned there that if you're an illegal alien and you happen to be uh, a student in college and you're going to be affected by the census, then they're not happy about that. They wanted to expand. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, Bonnie, this is a big one. They, they believe that expanding wind and solar tax credits is going to help families as well that are suffering from this. And they really believe that the opera house at the new, at the uh, New York's Kennedy center, the opera house needing $35 million. They wanted to make sure the $35 million went for that. I thought it was interesting. My wife made a comment on that. I guess she read somewhere that <clears throat> Trump is going to put Huckabee and some other people in charge of how that 35 million is being spent. That's delicious. <laughs> That's delicious. <laughs> Um, they wanted automatic extensions of new immigration visas. I thought that was something else. And they wanted to bring back the Obama phones. They wanted new federal subsidies for cell phones. So these are the bad ideas that they were looking to get in. 
And, uh, you know, again, a, uh, they wanted Trump to declare the Defense Production Act. Again, they wanted to, I talked about this on, uh, on our previous show. They, they, they want Trump and they want the president right now to take charge of all private industry at the hands of our politicians. And the reason they want that is just in case they had, I mean, they, they have a red herring chance here with Biden. I mean, they, they know that the chance of Biden winning is the chance that Custer had at surrounding all those Indians at Little Bighorn. They, they, they know there's not much of a chance, but the, until, until Custer went down, there was a chance, I guess. Right, Bonnie? <laughs> right. You know, I, mean, Bonnie, I guess there's always that, that little thread of hope, I guess. But this just shows, though, that the Democrats will do anything to get their agenda through. They can't get it through the Senate. Thank goodness we have the Senate. That's why, of course, we have to take the House as well in uh, 2020. And uh, but but they'll go to any length to get these. And here we have people, three million over three million people this last week filed for unemployment, and there'll be millions more. Uh, we have people that are suffering, not just suffering from illness, but suffering from financial loss. And 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 many of these businesses, I feel, won't come back. They just can't suffer a sustained um, closure like this. So here we go. They're trying to put through all these really ridiculous uh, funding thing. They want things they want funded, and um, I believe Pan- Planned Parenthood was even in that, wasn't it? Yeah, they were. Well, think, some other, yeah. We're going to get to some of the stuff that that the Republicans actually took out of the bill. Now, keep in mind, none of this, the stuff I just mentioned, most of it didn't even make the bill. Oh, this was what right. the was. But but there were some things they put in there. And Bonnie, you were right. Planned Parenthood funding was one of them. And the Republicans took that out. I mean, like I said, the the, the people <laughs> suffering from coronavirus, uh, you know, the the, the economic loss of all of this. Uh, yes, they they all they, they want Planned Parenthood adjustments. Hey, who was that phony right. expert that you saw on CNN? Can you tell our listeners who was the fake expert that the fake expert? Oh well, CNN brought up well, yes, CNN had the fiction writer. Stephen King on. So that would be fiction writer slash coronavirus expert. So oh I <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we're all very, very interested to know what he thinks about the coronavirus. So yeah. I guess he's done a lot of, um, well, I've read some of his books. I'm not a fan, but he he's more the horror type thing, I guess. So I guess he wants to instill more fear into everybody. Yes, but mm-hmm. I, I thought they're digging rather deep in a hole to find him as a someone they <laughs> they want to have on the radio <laughs> or, or or the TV show rather. So yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> I want I want our listeners to know what Bonnie and I always refer to, and whenever we're on the show with Annette, when Annette does the show, or Rick when he does the show with us, whenever we do the show on the point and on the Watchman, we always point to facts. Especially, and just pretending, again, we always point to facts. We, we just point to the evidence that's out there, the facts that are being out there. I mean, we always point to that. Specifics from bills, specific from laws, specifics from legislation, whatnot. And that they're all verifiable. And what's interesting, even on this stuff with coronavirus and what, all this is coming from the websites and, and, the, and the press conferences that you see. Okay, everything we talked about and everything on this particular 
relief package that was put out there, this family first relief package, this is all based on uh, what we what's in the in the legislation. So when CNN brings and of course, I didn't hear what Stephen King had to say, but when they bring in a fiction writer, then you have to know that this guy is going to be shaping some narrative and helping them with a story. I mean, they couldn't find somebody that actually was factual and that, you know, that could speak on the substance of it all. I mean, they brought in somebody that's going to pontificate from his own inexperience. Now, again, I don't know. Maybe maybe he was stating facts, Bonnie. Maybe he went on the website. He said this was on the site here. and this Maybe he's doing maybe, but I, I don't think he well, was, though. I'm. I would say no, but let's. I guess we can give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not sure, but uh, and, and again, I, I think they could have found someone with a little more credibility uh, <laughs> to, to talk uh, about uh, these things. Well, wasn't CNN sued? Wasn't CNN sued recently by uh, by uh, Nicholas Sandman? They well, he's probably of one of the one of many. I mean, there's yeah, he's so- suing many companies and and so on. CNN CNN, CNN was being sued. Now, let me ask you, if you were actually putting out news, if you were not a propaganda network, uh, I mean, if you were an actual news agency, what are the chances of an actual news agency being sued in a legitimate lawsuit? Uh, There aren't very good. I mean, lawsuits happen all the time. I get all that. But they went after the Sandman by declaring that he was being a, a racist with this, with that whole situation in, in Washington. And uh, we remember how this all went down because they had the video evidence, but they chose not to talk about it. They even had some of their fake experts uh, threaten to punch this kid in the face. Oh, remember that? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Unbelievable. <laughs> and they're still on the air. That's the funny thing. That fellow that said that is still on the air. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. But, you know, you, you talk a little bit about what, you know, it's funny. You talk a little bit about the medical supplies and stuff, but I want to get into the, uh, I mean, Trump has actually put, I think it was $150 million into this relief package. He actually put money into that. It was like $150 million or something in, uh, to help doctors, nurses, and $100 billion. It was $100 billion. <clears throat> And he actually, uh, for doctors, nurses, and hospitals, he actually put that in the relief package. And $16 billion to build up the stockpile of critical medical supplies like ventilators and masks. And as I said, on the testing, we broke a million people on testing now. We've actually tested more than a million people. We're testing 100,000 a day in this country. Talking about testing, I would say that's pretty remarkable, wouldn't you say, Bonnie? Oh, of course. It's just the way they um, did in World War II. Things got done as soon as we got in that war because... Uh, we didn't have the equipment, the uh, military equipment and so on, but the companies, and of course, let's remember, these are not government-run countries, I mean companies. These are private industries or stockholders industries that are doing this work. Um, so let's think about how far we want socialism to go. When <laughs> And also, yeah, the companies that are doing the testing and the labs that are doing the readings and the pharmaceutical companies that are making the drugs, trying to um, get drugs to help alleviate the suffering here. But um, how far would we go? Well, of course, notice Italy, too. They're, they have socialistic uh, health care. And how's right. that going for them? It's a, it's a shame, but it's not going well. So I think we should keep that in mind. 
um, yep. when we look at the the, the Democrats, uh, where their platform is going. No question about it. And what's, what's interesting, let's look at what Nancy Pelosi and Chuck U. Schumer actually mm-hmm. got into this, uh, this uh, COVID-19 relief bill. We're going to call it the globalist comeback relief bill. Uh, that, that they want, that they're, they're, they're not going to, we won't call it in their, their perspective is this is the globalist comeback relief bill, not the coronavirus relief family. Oh, bill. Of course. I mean, this, <laughs> yeah. This, so let's look at some of the stuff. So they put seven and a half million into this for the Smithsonian Institute. They put 25 million in it, as I said, for the Kennedy Center performing arts opera people. They, they wanted to help that out. 75 million for the endowment for the arts. 75 million for the endowment for the humanities, 75 million for public broadcasting. I think that's interesting. They actually put in there 50 million dollars for museums and libraries. I mean, that's very important for this coronavirus. I would say that's important. <laughs> Got to get that in. 258 million dollars for international disaster assistance, which I don't really have an issue with. But but keep in mind, this is international disaster assistance. So I kind of have mm-hmm. an issue with the fact that they're putting in a quarter of a billion dollars yeah. for helping disaster relief in other countries instead of putting it here. So instead of right. helping families out here, they're interested in helping other countries and disaster relief in Africa and other things and other places, which, I mean, we need to be doing, but again, take care of our own here. We are in right. the midst of a disaster and they're taking a quarter of a billion dollars and putting it in for disaster relief for other places. But this to me was the big one. This, I mean, and that was a big one. Okay, that I just mentioned, but there's mm-hmm. another one here, buddy. Three hundred and fifty million for migration and refugee assistance. Now, yes. Bonnie, this is three hundred and fifty million dollars to fund the organizations that support the promotion of caravans and migrants into the U.S. I mean, Bonnie, what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what? Let America first or what? <laughs> I mean, this is absurd. And all the previous things you mentioned also, the American public has to be made aware of these things because they're not they're not aware of it. They they hear about, oh, we're going to get twelve hundred dollars. But they have no idea what went in that bill. And I think I think lots of Democrats would turn Republican right away if they knew what the heck was going on here. And to give relief to the illegals. Now, what's that going to do? Do you think that might make more caravan people come? Oh, it might, right? <laughs> it might That's just, uh, because because they're going to know about it, I'll tell you that. That's not going to stay a secret. So no. it, it's, it's just hard to believe. And here we have people, we're trying to fight the virus, and here we're, we could potentially have thousands of people coming to our borders and uh, what, what we don't know what their health conditions are it's it's just un- it's actually unbelievable and the sad thing about it is that they did get these things through because if the if president trump wouldn't have signed this bill oh they would have been calling him all sorts of names he doesn't care about our people and well who are we really caring about with some of these some of these uh, immigrants and the foreign and uh, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, they're they're not they don't care about the American people. I mean, they're not thinking America first, you know. And 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 here are the top six items. Now, Bonnie, you mentioned Planned Parenthood. 
Here's the top six items that were kept out of the bill despite pressure from Nancy Pelosi and Chuck U. Schumer. Okay, they had money for Planned Parenthood. Bonnie, you called it. They, they had money that was there. The Senate Democrats wanted to bail out the abortion industry by allowing rescue funds for Planned Parenthood. It's one of their and, biggest nonprofit yeah. allies. And, and that's, that's good because we're trying to save lives from the coronavirus. And yeah, then yeah. they want to fund Planned Parenthood that takes lives. So, oh, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yep. unbelievable. They, they had the Green New Deal. Now, they did. They were able to, you know, they, 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 it was amazing. The Green New Deal, they had, the Democrats felt that, that emergency spending to help fund relief from families that were stru- su- uh, suffering with this, with this economic, you know, problem that we're under right now because of this, this plague that we're behind. This was an opportunity for them to slap in tax breaks to benefit wind and solar energy. I mean, obviously that was kept out too, thank goodness. Yes. I, I I love the no strings funding for states. What's interesting is that they wanted money in it for states that were no strings funding. So they wanted just to give states, you know, billions of dollars to, to whatever to help fill their, you know, that, that they could be used to fill their holes with their budget holes. And especially right. in New York where they have, they're in debt up to their eyeballs. What's interesting is you heard people say, and I think you and Bonnie, you and I were talking about this the other day, about about uh, maybe perhaps Joe Biden is a stalking horse politically because they're really intending on bringing Andrew the pious Cuomo in and letting Cuomo try to run maybe instead of uh, instead of Joe Biden. I'm not so sure about that. But one thing is for sure, Andrew the pious Cuomo has a lot to explain about how New York is broke and how people are leaving New York in droves because of a lousy economic system that's already existing there. So I don't think he's going to be a hard person to beat. But whatever the case is, economically, uh, and I, I don't see how they can do it anyway, because he wasn't on any of the ballots in any of the states. But, you know, who knows? Because the superdelegates they have, they can do that, Bonnie. Wouldn't you say they could do whatever they wanted with that? Well, they could. Or even perhaps they could put him as a VP, hoping that Joe somehow would get elected and then he could just go off into the sunset. And there we would have it. But again, hopefully those are just uh, nothing that will come to fruition. So um, I think I think most of us would like to see Joe Biden running against Donald Trump. And the reason reason for that is because because Biden knows and everyone else knows that Biden can't win. Everyone right. knows he can't win. <laughs> oh my goodness. So he, yes. Wow. He's run against the guy that can't compose sentences. That's the guy. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> he's frightening. Yeah, like, <laughs> it is. I mean, but he's he looks he looks like he's 100 years old when he's doing his interviews. He just he just looks bad. He's not inspiring. He's uninspiring. Uh, oh my goodness, motivate. yes. He, he doesn't motivate. He deflates. Uh, anyway, they, another thing they, the Democrats thought they wanted in this bill was was early in mail-in voting. Now, the congressional mm. Democrats believe they could use this coronavirus crisis to create a new federal mandate to override state election laws by forcing every state to develop early voting in elections through mail. Now, they call that vote harvesting, I think, in California. They're voting for like a week at a time. Uh, I, I think it's just right. nuts. They, and I, they, they have no desire. Of course, that was removed. 
And uh, the Postal Service bail I thought was funny. They removed yeah. that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and, and the DHS funding restrictions. Now, there was an actual bill that included the transfer authorities uh, that allowed $289 million to be transferred to the Department of Homeland Security. But the Democrats wanted strings attached to the funding regarding ICE and immigration enforcement. So, again, their plan is open borders, and that didn't fit into their plan. So that was removed by the Republicans. But but these six items, I want our listeners to understand, if these had gotten in, this would have been a bad day for America. Money for Planned Parenthood, Green New Deal, promised punishments, economic punishments from that. Uh, again, giving states money with no strings attached, letting them fill their budget problems with that. And, of course, federal mandates for early voting and DHS funding uh, and limitations for ICE and, and immigration enforcement. This is what their plan is if they ever got in. I, you know, look, the bottom line is it's very revealing. What you say, Bonnie? Oh, my goodness. How about it? And I also think they're using this, not in this bill exactly, but I think they're using this, especially in some of the states, to get a backdoor into the Second Amendment to try to take away our Second Amendment rights with this crisis. And uh, that's something else we have to watch out for. Right, right. Now, some are trying to call this a stimulus, but this isn't a <laughs> stimulus. I mean, what stimulates an economy is when we're producing things. But Trump's trying to pivot and put resources where they're needed. You know, mm-hmm. we need to open our $20 trillion. We have to reopen our $20 trillion economic engine. We have to do this. And the economic carnage that's taking place as this goes on and on is just unthinkable what's going on. Look, tens of millions of Americans are becoming unemployed. Millions of Americans are losing their life savings. And millions mm-hmm. of businesses are closing up shop. Look, Trump wants to open up where he can and where we can. And he wants to get this thing going. We need individual Americans to assess their own risks and not politicians making this decision for them. But I think the Democrats are really glowing on this because they realize people are hurting from this. And that's really what that's really what's telling me. I'll tell you that they're I mean, Bonnie, would you seem like they're they're just seeming to be happy right now? Don't they always seem to be happy when uh, something they, they don't care about the people? People are suffering and they are looking for ways to increase the power of the Democrats. So it's just, and again, also to really push the socialist socialist agenda. Uh, They want to have companies taken over, as you, I think, mentioned earlier, companies taken over to do um, by the government and so on. And um, I mean, where where will they stop? (laughs) We have to stop them. We just have to stop them, obviously, with our votes. That's right. The thing of it is, is that, I mean, if we're going to let politicians make these decisions, they eagerly await that. They really are. But we're getting more, as we get more data, and we know, we're going to know where the real risks are. And and we just need to be smart. And, you know, we hear the left say all the time that we need to shut things down until we have a vaccine. That's what no. concerns me. I mean mm-hmm. that, that does concern me. Oh, but that would be months. We, yeah, we we can't we can't do that, and, and Trump knows that too. Look, the lowest income people are suffering the most, and that's the real problem here, because those are the first jobs to go. And it doesn't matter well, how many right. federal. It doesn't matter how many trillion dollars the the Fed prints, or how many trillion dollar 
aid packages they can come out with in Washington. It doesn't matter. If we're working and there isn't there, and if, if, if we're working, there isn't going to be anything to buy with the money. If we're getting this money, because there's no, there's nobody working. So when people aren't working, they're not producing anything. So when you're printing money without goods and services, what do we get? We get inflation. Yes, absolutely. I mean, Bonnie, what are your final Um, thoughts on that? Well, you get inflation, you get recession. And these are the things that I believe our president is certainly trying to avoid. But again, you can't spend trillions of dollars without having our economy moving. So um, I I just think um, we have to, well, we just have to all pray for this and um, be sure, hopefully our president will be doing what he does best, which is getting the economy going. Well, the reason he went the way he did, he said it last weekend. He said the reason we we did what we did was because it was apparent that we were going to lose between one to two million people uh, with the virus if we didn't do anything. If we did nothing, the economy would have been humming along, but we would have lost between one to two million people. And we see that now in Italy. I mean, we see what's going on in Italy and Spain, folks. We see how these the, the virus is there if we didn't do anything. But I, I again, I, I, that's what was said. That's what the CDC says, but I'm not so sure based on the numbers that we're seeing. But I think Trump's going to He's going to basically uh, be moving on this the right way. He wants to see what shapes up in the next 10 days. And I think he's going to be looking very hard at this. So, but folks, we are out of time. Bonnie, thanks for being with us today. Thank you. And, uh, yep. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. We really appreciate you tuning into The Watchman this afternoon. Tune in every Saturday afternoon right here on AM Radio 1180 WFYL for a distinctive, compelling discussion. Uh, it's, it's a, I mean, we really appreciate you being here. Some of, some of our audience listens to the Watchmen on YouTube by tuning into YouTube and just searching, uh, 11 AWFYL there and you'll see, click the listen live there, but you can also go to 11 AWFYL.com and click listen live there. Others just listen to us while they're in the listening area. However you choose to do it, please do. And we appreciate it. That's why we're here. Thanks to all for tuning in. See you next week on the Watchmen. I'm Clay Brees for Bonnie Stock. Goodbye for now.